Hello everybody, Kyle here, and welcome back to a new episode of the Chaos and Shadow podcast. Today I'm joined here by Pagan. Pagan, how's it going? Pretty dang good. How are you doing? I am doing very well because we're joined by no other than Devin Hunter, who just professed he has a crush on this podcast, and I am literally blushing. Devin, welcome to the show. How are you today? Yay! Oh, I'm doing awesome, and I am so uh, just grateful to be amongst two people who I have, I do, I have a, I have a crush on you. Oh my I'm amazed God. at this podcast. No, your podcast is awesome. It's like, it's all the things I love. It's paranormal, it's occulty, it's obviously podcasting. And, you know, and then you just smushed them together with two really good hosts. And you're both really, one of the things that I love, if I'm just going to just, I'm just going to have a moment. I'm just gonna have a moment. So one of the things. Please gush, gush away. We never get the gushing. It's wonderful. <laughs> well, that's a shame because you are gushable. Like, absolutely. No, what I love about the show is that there, there's very little, like, lull time. And like, I have to cut my show with, with like sound, especially if it's just Mm -hmm. like me or whatever, just to help with the lull and, you know, but with you, but there isn't any of that because you guys are always just so engaged. And when you do like the profile shows, you really would, I just was listening to the Skinwalker Ranch. I'm like, I'm part two of that right now. And like, even that, like, like, you know, it's, it's just really cool. It's, it's, it's really refreshing to have excitement on some of these cases that like, we've been talking about Skinwalker Ranch for 20 years, so 20, 30 years at this point, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I, and so to have, like, I'm just hearing so much excitement and I'm, it's just awesome because it's like, yes, yes, this is why we're all doing this shit still. Like, oh it's my just really gosh. So that is such I, just, I just appreciate it. I love the energy. I love, I love what you're doing. And, you know, you're bridging two of my absolute loves in life, um, and, and into one show and it's just really cool. So I commend you for that. And I hope that you have a billion listeners and subscribers. Oh, oh my gosh. Now I sit oh. here with like goosebumps and like, I'm just... I know. <laughs> Oh like my god! Like literally, like sitting here blushing and just yeah. going, "Oh my god!" We're here to I, talk about you, sir. Yes, oh. we're here to fangirl and fanboy over you, and you're fanboying over us over here. I yeah, no, so <laughs> so <laughs> sweet. Um, well, th- let let's focus back on you for for the entirety <laughs> of this, and then we can we can podcast into eternity as a as a group happily. We will just totally. chat forever. Um, but letting everyone know, so Devin, we've ki- kind of already expressed some of this, but you are the creator and host of Modern Witch Podcast, which I am now also in love with. I've been catching up Same. on that. Got the blog, uh, magazine, recent books, including Modern Witch, Spells, Recipes, and Workings, for, uh, launched back in 2020. And we hear you have new things on the horizon, and this episode is going to be exploring that. And, uh, yeah. and basically, all of your passions, as much as you want to tell us, because... Uh, I mean, again, you you summarize it so well. We're just all fascinated in the same stuff. So one of the things we like to do right off the bat is ask people to introduce themselves. Talk, talk about your your content in your way. If someone's approaching you for the very first time, what could you tell us about yourself? Oh, uh, oh, you know, it's funny. I I should be prepped for this. Um, it's <laughs> and I say that just because it's it's one of those things that it kind of depends on the audience. So like with you, I would probably say something a little different than I would if I was like at my store or something. Um, and so, you know, it's, I, I am somebody who, um, I am not your typical pagan, so I don't really identify as a pagan most of the time. So I'm, I'm more of like an occultist, um, hard, pretty hardcore occultist. And I, I'm a psychic, like I was a psychic kid. It was really my introduction into everything. And so my, my origin story really is kind of rooted more in 
the paranormal and um, the preternatural and the occult be- was really there as I got older and I was looking for answers and trying to make sense of what I was experiencing, the occult was there for me and, and I found a home there. And so modern, witch is really this expression of that, but you don't really get a lot of the pagan stuff. Um, we used to, I mean, there was definitely, I had a, I had, we had pagan things that were beyond and I even had the, the, the tagline. I think it was like pop culture for the modern pagan or something at one point. Like it was, it was just this thing. Honestly, I started doing in my bathroom. Like there was, it was the quietest room in the house. I could go in there with my little laptop and hit record. And, um, and I just, I just started podcasting for the hell of it. It was like, that's what you did 10 years ago, 11 years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just get out your podcast and have a good time. And, um, and so that's when it started off. And I, you know, I had been touring and I had been doing these, these shows and, um, I was lucky to meet some really amazing people who were either authors or they were on TV or, you know, just like with you guys. And so you get this chance to like, Hey, can you, you want to talk about this on, uh, and we can record it and then we can share that with other people. And that's how it all started. So I, it's, it, I feel like the rest of my life has just been trying to catch up with modern witch. Um, and so it's, you know, um, but I'm glad it's, I'm happy to hear that you listen to the podcast because that, you know, that is the root of everything. I, I think with, with all of it, um, I wouldn't be really anywhere. I think in my life without that podcast, I love my podcast and so much so that I, I like, I, I will wait months and months and stew over things before I'll like put a, like a, a you know, a show out or redo an, a, a, uh, an intro seek sequence and things like that. So, um, I admire, again, I'm just going to squeeze on you guys for a second. I admire like the format, the weekly format is amazing. I don't know how you all get away with just making that work because life is busy. Like, I mean, there's a <laughs> lot going on and you guys are managing. So I, I, you know, I, we are not worthy. We are not worthy oh. to, to have an oh, awesome stop. content coming you out. Are. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just, it's true. It's true. Um, so but I'm getting all over the place. So, you know, with me, I, I, I am, I'm, I'm an occultist first as, and a psychic and the rest of it all just kind of falls in the line. So when I present stuff, my goal is to kind of do things i want to i want to present what is essentially and we're making a lot of moves right now because i just trademarked modern witch which was like this whole weird thing i never thought i would be i never thought i would involve like myself in this degree of capitalism yeah um but people like there's some drama like there are not not all content creators are um uh in it for the same reasons we'll put it that way so there actually became this fear that somebody was going to trademark it just to be a shit so uh, we were like, oh, no. And so I, I, I did a ritual. The universe opened up and, and it was just it was very magical how it all worked out. So, yes, I, I, I'm, I'm confident now. But there was there was a scare there. So I ended up having to like trademark Modern Witch. Never thought that would happen. And and I and got modernwitch.com. Never thought that would happen. So it's I feel like the universe just keeps kind of putting Modern Witch in these positions where I have to figure out what, what it means. It's like, well, how am I going to respond to that? In the meantime, I'm just trying to write books and. Um, you know, sell some crystals if, if I can and, and uh, talk about, you know, whatever's going on in the metaphysical world and, and do house, uh, which I, well, I haven't done a house visit in quite some time because of the pandemic. But, you know, all of that other stuff that we that we do um, and Modern Witch has just kind of been there in this this weird, beautiful place in my life that I'm like, it's always there. I can always go and touch it and work with it. And, um, and so we've had all these little permutations. It's been a podcast magazine and have videos on YouTube or I'm gearing up to do a whole, and actually Kyle, you're, you, you were, you're very inspirational in this too. Um, because your video is just awesome. And so I, you oh know, looking at, at how can I do all these things I've wanted to do for years and I'm seeing people doing it just like 
with no problem. Like they're just, they, they get inspired and they're not laboring over the thought process of how to make this work and how to make it brand and do all of this other crap. And it's, it's really trippy to see that stuff. And then, you know, you guys come out and you're on all brand, like you are everything. Like it's just perfect and amazing. Oh, so I'm like, well, well hell. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I am, I am a big lover of anybody who can be a content creator, not just like consistently. Cause like, again, that's, that's difficult, but a content creator and, an exploratory kind of a way, which is what I think this podcast is really great at you guys. And so that's why I love tuning into you. And oh. that's the kind of stuff that I hope people who listen to my podcast, that's how I hope people feel about my podcast, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So without like blowing, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass. <laughs> you guys are doing a really kick-ass job here. Like you really truly are. Um, so, oh so yeah, I don't know. Does that answer your question? I went all over the place. <laughs> yes, it, it does perfectly. <laughs> it does. Now I'm blushing again by the end of the yes, question. <laughs> um, I, I just got to say right off the bat that Devin is, is absolutely what we need more of in, in just in, in the world, which is being excited about people's stuff. Um, and, mm-hmm. and just to say, I mean, that this, this thank you goes to you clearly for coming on the show and it goes out. We, we say this, try and say this all the time. We're really appreciative of the guests that we've had on because, like you said, we're new to the scene here. So when you spend a moment of your time with us um, having, a, like you said, a long heritage running this and and you pioneered and paved a pathway because you said, what, 10 years back or something about podcasting. I was only like dreaming of doing it then. So you were actually getting it done. You're, you, we, we thank you for for going out there and doing that. So just. Just a huge thank you for welcoming us into the community, for sitting down with us and, and just being so open to sharing because I get it. I get it. Content creating all the time is crazy and um, we just need to love each other more. I think there's just so much good in this this group and I don't know. Same. Kyle could not have said that better than like my brain is still kind of reeling over the fact <laughs> of he likes us. He really likes us. And so I'll get over that in about 2.5 seconds. But either way, Kyle could not have put that more perfectly. You really did pave the way. And uh, speaking of your podcast, we have some really cool stuff that we want to ask about your podcast with the Nephilim. Yeah. Kyle. Kyle, please ask him. Yeah, the Nephilim is a very interesting subject. So this is this is what got me into it. I'm, I don't I, I, I think Pagan and I had talked about like we were going to pitch you for stuff. And and then the episode with Michelle Bell and Jay hit. I saw her promoting that. And I was like, OK, I've, I've got to, you know, finally sit down and get through my list. I, I pulled up your thing and I fell in love immediately because I believe in that episode you had Michelle, you had Jason Miller and Christopher Penzak on there. Uh, kind of doing almost like a round robin style, uh, asking a question and hearing people elaborate on it. That is a fascinating subject for people that haven't really bridged um, the Nephilim. Would you maybe want to kind of set that up and entice people? Because that's going to be a multi-part series, it sounds like. Yeah, um, it's, it's this has been in the works for two years this this whole thing um i so i'm obsessed with the nephilim um it's kind of they are my personal like you know like some people love the mothman mm-hmm. some people like like the nephilim are my weird ancient mystery that i just can't seem to get enough of and and part of it's because uh, for those of you who don't know the story of the nephilim uh, we uh, to 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 like uber summarize it's the um it's the if we were to look at like the book of enoch or we were to look at some of the the early hebrew texts and even we can go further back to like sumerian texts and see stuff too um there's this belief that there were 
um, these beings who were extra worldly or ultra worldly um, and also part worldly, terrestrial, so part human, part something else that um, kind of took over the world for a while uh, in mythology. And we see and something I don't get to really, and I hope to revisit this uh, kind of throughout the next couple of seasons, actually, uh, because there's parts that I don't get to talk about. So like there's actually, there's connections to like the Greek and Roman gods to the Nephilim and, and some of the story arcs and things like that. So there's some really interesting stuff. And if you get into um, ancient aliens, then you're going to, you're going to know all about the Anunnaki and the Nephilim and all of this stuff. And, and I thought, you know what, like the world is totally saturated with hearing some guy with crazy hair talk about like, <laughs> you know, the Anunnaki, like we've, we've done this enough. Um, and so what, what can I do that I think is going to actually help this conversation? Cause I look at all, like, you know, all of our podcasts, all of our, our blogs, everything that we're doing, we're having this discussion that really we're just continuing that other people have been having for generations. And we're just the luckiest, you know, the lucky people to be the, the current group of, of folks that get to talk about it. So, you know, for me, I was like, well, where are we at with this Nephilim discussion? Cause in my, my witch power series, I, I talk about them a lot. Um, mm-hmm. in every book, they make an appearance in one way or another. And, and that's because when I got involved in the occult, um, and I really dove into witch, witchcraft and, and started, um, and, and not Wicca. So where I'm not like at all, like I did not even know what Wicca was until I was like 17, or was 16, 17. Um, it, it, but it, we're like, we're talking like, no, you went, you, you know, we were, you know, summoning Lucifer and, and the dark woods and doing like, you know, the, the hardcore, the fun stuff. And that was my introduction to witchcraft really young. I was like 12, about 12 years old, I think. And I got my copy of Mastering Witchcraft by Paul Hewson. And I was like, off, I was, I was a go. Um, and then I started getting these, these beautiful um, tidbits of, of just like my own spiritual, like gnosis would, would kind of bloom as I would start to like poke this idea of the Nephilim. And he writes about that in his book, um, the Mastering Witchcraft by Paul Hewson. And so that was really my first kind of dip into it. And then I start, you know, as I dive into it more, you start to realize, oh, there's this angel stuff. And I always loved it, the, the concept of angels. I, I'm, a, I'm a person who talks to spirits. And so, you know, what most people in America, and it's really specifically in, in America, call it an angel, is not at all what we're talking about. But at the time, you know, as a, as a child, that's what I thought they were. So everything's an angel. And, uh, and so then I knew the Nephilim were part angels. So even as like, a kid, I had this weird kind of love for them. And so I, I, and this connection to them. And then as I started really getting into the occult and realizing that there are a lot of witchcraft traditions and lineages that look to the story of the Nephilim to explain how witches even came about, uh, how people with paranormal or, or preternatural abilities uh, came into being because this was the, the the concept is like well being psychic and being all these things like to a certain degree we all should have intuition we should all have you know certain things but intuition isn't psychic like that's you know that's actually a whole other thing unto itself uh, but what are these like supernatural things that you know people are talking about and where did that come from and so the belief is that somehow we 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 uh, are the descendants of these beings. Um, who are, you know, again, part human, but also part extraterrestrial or part ultra-worldly. And so that being there in such a huge part of the occult and in a lot of occult traditions. And, and you know, I talk about, I, I get emails every time, like when this came out, I got emails from people saying, oh, this is a secret you're not supposed to talk about. Like, it's not a secret from my tradition. 
Like, I'm sorry it's a secret for your tradition, but that was not one of my secrets, you know. Um, but this is those things that the people have weird, like they hold on to this stuff. Like they, everyone has their own little beliefs about it. And if you, you know, run away from Christianity or anything that's Abrahamic, and I don't blame you. I mean, you know, we all have our baggage. Um, <laughs> your chances are you're not going to like the idea of the Nephilim. You're just going to roll your eyes and be like, Psh, whatever. But there's actually this hidden occult history there. Um, and in part two, which is going to come out this week, um, well, we'll go more into that. Christopher Penzak is, um, he's kind of a genius. Oh my God. The man is like a walking encyclopedia and he really, <laughs> he really gets into, um, the, it, it, he and I have a very similar, like he's very scientific based. He has a lot of, he has a high standard for what's, what's critical and what's not. And, and I, I, we feel like we share that. And so to hear him talk about like his actual spiritual beliefs about like Atlantis and possible aliens was like a fucking trip. Like that was amazing to me to like, Oh, I've got like this guy who, yeah, he's my, like we're friends, but he's this, he's Christopher Penzak. And he's talking about how, you know, he believes that uh, we have been visited by aliens. Holy mm-hmm. crap. Like this is amazing. So it was, you know, so the, the occult implications are, are what I wanted to explore more than I wanted to explore the idea of, oh, okay, well, ancient aliens okay so what if they did come and what if we are you know part genetically engineered where you can turn on the history channel at any point in time and you can find that um so i wanted to look at the occult stuff and so that's what this series is and it's um it's like it's been in years in the making and i know that um if you get a chance to listen to last season season eight i think it's episode six i think uh with michelle bollinger Mm -hmm. where it's just me and michelle talking the nephilim come up and we get really 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 like deep about our personal spiritual kind of pseudo religious religious kind of views on that stuff and and it gets really trippy there are things that i never would have thought about um at how you know modern witches and the vampire community like having like these shared mythos and that's trippy it's just trippy stuff so that's what i wanted to explore and that's what we're exploring and um you know, not every show is like that. Just, you know, like with you guys, sometimes it's a, it's an interview. Sometimes it's uh, me and one of my uh, colleagues or good friends talking about, you know, something that's happened out in, in a culture. And it just, the, you know, the, the, the podcast is, is very changeable. But um, I, I'm really hoping to do more of these kind of investigative popping the lid off of some of the things that are these little, they're, they're like these hidden secrets. And and it, it's so funny that you could, I, in my experience, I've had people who were just vehemently anti anything that has to do with, with angels or demons or anything like that, but they believe that they're descended from Nephilim. So it's like this really trippy thing of like, okay, all right, <laughs> well, how does that make sense to you? And, uh-huh. and, do, and were these literal beings? Like do, you, like, do you really think that like there was some, there was humping going on and babies or do you think that this was all an astral experience? And and if it was a physical experience, what the hell does that mean for us? Right. right? Mm-hmm. Like that we were visited. So that's the kind of shit I want to talk about. And that's the kind. So that's what, uh, that's what we're doing. Um, so I'm really glad you like it. That's, that's really wonderful feedback for me. I, I really appreciate it. Um, it's, a, it's been, a, yeah, it's been years in the making and just trying to figure out the right people and, and kind of how I wanted to do it. And I had these interviews sitting on my hard drive for like, I don't know, at least seven months. And I just didn't know how to weave them together and, and really figured that out. Cause that was it. I didn't just, I wasn't as organized as you guys are going and say, like, here's your questions. And this isn't stuff we're going to try to you know, hit. 
I didn't do that. So it was, it was me with a list of things that I thought was interesting, but I also knew that like, we'd have all these different viewpoints. And so I wanted to be able to dive into each individual person's viewpoint. And, and um, yeah, so anyway, so the next, the next part two is really cool. It's uh, Christopher Penzak and more, mostly him, although Michelle and, and Jason are, are both in that episode as well. Um, but we go into a lot about the idea of like how, how pre-Diluvian societies, so pre-flood societies, um, because the flood is this common myth all throughout the world. Um, how pre-Diluvian societies um, are related to modern occultism through the concept of Nephilim. It's really fucking trippy. So I, I hope <laughs> I hope you like it too. I am so excited. <laughs> that sounds completely mind-blowing. And it's so funny that you talk about your you know experience with the Nephilim and how it kind of got you into the occult. I actually started dabbling in witchcraft because of the Nephilim, I was actually raised in a Christian church and all that. And so I knew the Christian stories of the Nephilim. And there was something about it that just, I don't know, triggered me in a good way that made me curious. And, you know, yeah. years and years later. It's sexy. Now, yeah. I'm, in, now I'm in the occult. So here we There are. you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, but yeah, and I no, think that's fantastic one of the, the sexy things. Well, thank you. I think that's one of the sexy things, too, about being, because I was raised Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. Um, part, Pentecostal. My father was pagan. They, my parents were divorced, and so obviously, um, but um, and so my mother was, you know, she she was very, 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 very like holy roller Christian, and um, you know, we were. It was very clear, like you did not talk to angels. That was evil. Like you did not do that, and you did not um, uh, go and pray to angel. You know, or do all of these little these little rules that are there, you know, for Christianity to just make sure that you're doing one thing and not anything else, mm-hmm. and. Um, I love to this day, I love um, taking things that were off limits and like in, in Christianity and like just exploring the hell out of them and or even using them in the occult. Like I have this um, a candle, it's a candle lighter that is for mass, for like a Catholic mass. I have a friend who was a Catholic priest um, who left the church and became a pagan, which that's a whole trippy thing. And so he, he, he gifted me with this really beautiful, it's an altar candle lighting kit that is this big brass extension. And it's like this really cool thing, but it was meant for like lighting candles at mass. And I have it and I use it for my witchy purposes now, you know, like, and it's just this lovely thing for me to be like, Haza. you know, like you, you said I couldn't do these things and these things are evil. Well, I revel in it, you know, like I, <laughs> I, I enjoy that. I am totally that, that witch. So, uh, you know, I, I will admit that. So the Nephilim are right there with all of that. I adore that. That is so good. Did you say, Devin, this new episode might be dropping sometime this week as well? Yep, it'll be out this week. It was it's it's all ready to go pretty much. I just need to, to get it uploaded and and I've been moving a little slow this week. But yeah, it'll be out. So today's well we well, we were recording early in the week, so it'll probably be up about the same time this episode drops for you guys excellent then everyone oh, so exciting. <laughs> immediately yeah you can you can just go over right now as we're talking uh flip open the other page in your podcast player search up modern witch and hit that follow button because uh that is it's gonna be so so good so that is gonna be my weekend listening i'm so amped yes i've been making my way back through all the episodes like from the the most recent all the way back and they're just so good oh they're so good i'm loving it <laughs> it's like literally my top three podcasts thank you that means a lot um, i love i love I well you know because first of all we never really get to hear like oh is somebody listening to my show and what do they yeah. really think about it unless they're leaving a review and and um 
you know, luckily I haven't hit, hit, hit any uh, bricks with that, with the reviews yet, but I know that that's not always a great place to go get support. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, so no, I, it's, it's, no, I'm, I'm loving what you're doing. I, I'm so glad that, that you're loving what I'm doing and, and I hope that we can keep doing it and, and get other people involved in this love fest of, of podcasting. Cause that's what it's really about. I mean, we're, you know, we're creating this content a lot of the time, especially with, with me when I first started, um, everything was out of, I just now with I think like seven months ago started a, a GoFundMe or not a GoFundMe, but a, a Patreon. And, you know, but before that it was 10 years of podcasting out of pocket. And that was right. every mic, every, you know, I'd mm-hmm. go on trips to try to do you know, interviews and episodes, um, hosting fees. And so like I added it all up and it was like, I think we ended up being like 7,000 something dollars um within just 10 years and that didn't include like mics and stuff and that was just in you know so it gets really expensive and it gets really hard when you know you're doing this and you're like is anybody even listening like i can see downloads are happening but like do people care and um so you know it's really no so i love i think it's important to tell the podcasters that you love them if you do and i think it's important to um share that you love a podcast like with other people i think that's a really important thing because you know for us that's really the only way that we know the type mm-hmm. of impact we're having True. or you know if if anybody's even interested in this this crazy experiment that we have cuz let's admit our podcasts are experiments they are right yes. like we're figuring out what this means and what this thing is going to be so so no i i truly genuinely mean all my love and i i accept that love oh. from you and and i hope that um we can just you know share that with other people i that's my that's the goal i am so excited to see what lies ahead in the future and as i pass this here to pagan for for some questions uh you came our way initially because of friends in the community we got invited Mm -hmm. to uh the witches sabbath to happen in in fall of 2020 so pagan do you want to go ahead and ask away Yes, we, you know, at the Witches Sabbath in 2020, we actually got to hear you talk about the Mystic Dream Academy. So could you tell our listeners more about it? Now, obviously, we've gone and explored it, but we want to hear it from you. We want you to tell them why they should go explore it and the awesomeness that is in that website. Well, sure. Um, so we, uh, my partners and I uh, had a store called the Mystic Dream and it had been around for over 30 years um, here in Bay Area. And, you know, they've, there have been classes um, in that uh, building for just as long as the store had been open. So we were known in the Bay Area as a place to go if you wanted to go take a metaphysical class or you wanted to go and um, study with you know, a really broad variety of teachers. And that was one of the things that we really love about what we do is that it's, you know, yes, we're occultists, but we're so open when it comes to occultism that it's, you know, we, we, really honestly feel at home with with all of these crazy little niches that we have in the metaphysical occult world so um we wanted you know a place where uh people could come and and learn and people could study and as we started to grow as content creators and as you know obviously authors we needed a place to be able to um share those things online you know and so the mystic dream academy became a thing um, and that was, I think we had said seven years ago, I want to say seven years ago. And it really it, it was, there were two classes on there at first and it, those quickly started to get popular. And, um, and then we started to add more and, and, you know, and it, we had to, we got so big at one point, um, that we had to like switch, like our host domain, like our domain hosting, it was a whole thing. I don't do the tech stuff, but it was like a whole thing. It was like, it was like this boom we weren't expecting. And it was really super cool to see. 
And, um, and so now it's, it's turned into this really beautiful over the course of these seven years, it's turned into this really cool community of people who take classes, not just that, you know, that are taught by us, we bring in guest teachers and things like that too, but, um, of just really amazing practitioners from all over the world who are studying. Most of them are, are there. Most people are there to study, uh, with Black Rose Witchcraft, which is, um, our, our kind of year in a day study course. Um, and once you go through that self-paced, it's all drip content. So you get something every week. And, um, once you get through that and you do the, the, the initiation ritual, which is led by my partner storm on Skype, um, you get access to the community forever. And so you're always there. You're always part of it. And that also allows us because, you know, I have sacred fires, storm has, um, uh, blue rose, uh, we fairy, which is two very different traditions, but we, we use black rose to get a kind of a pulse on the people who are interested in studying with us personally. And while I, I'm not taking any students at the moment, um, but uh, Black Rose is the way that we do that. So we actually get to see like, oh, okay, this is this person's work ethic. This is how this person views certain things. Um, and it really helps us meet people and get to know them, you know, in that situation. So that's been a really great thing. And, you know, otherwise we've got like one-offs. There's a bunch of, it's really cool. It's, it's, a, it's a really neat uh, academy and um, we're, it's about to get a big facelift, um, which I'm very grateful and very happy about. And um, it's just neat. It's really neat. We, we uh, integrate Discord into all of our classes. So um, that's a neat thing. So if you are a Discord fan, um, and we really just started doing this about a year ago, and it's totally changed our lives. Um, <laughs> and so I feel like a bad millennial sometimes. I'm like, oh, crap, I should know more about this stuff. Um, but um, you know, no, it's been really, really great. So the, the, whole, the whole academy is this really neat experience. And, um, and it's so cool to have an extension from that physical store um, and still keep it alive, you know, through doing stuff online. So it's, it's mm -hmm. really freaking neat. It's really neat. So, um, I, yes, please check it out. Just the mystery dream academy.com. You can totally go there or you just go to modernwitch.com and you can click on the study, study at home and boom, you'll be taken right there. That is so amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, I do have to say though, I, when we did our interview with Storm, we got to hear a little bit about Blue Rose and then we got to hear more about the Mystic Dream and we got to hear more about Black, uh, the Black Rose tradition. So getting to even hear more, it makes everything just really come together and to see how nice all of the pieces that you guys have built really fit in together. It's wonderful. Yeah, I think it's a lot of work. <laughs> you know, these things come to life and then it's just like chasing them, right? Like, what do you want to become Black Rose? Um, what do you want to become modern witch? Um, and just wow. letting those things happen. I, I'm going to sound really, really super dorky right now, but um, there is, so there's this interview that Tori Amos did. I'll, I always remember this. I think I wrote about it a little bit in Witch's Book of Spirits, but um, there's this interview that she did where she's talking about how when she creates something like a song, she feels like it's a spirit, like she's bringing a spirit mm -hmm. to life. And I feel like that is exactly my experience as somebody who's a, an artist and as a creator and a writer. I feel like, you know, we're creating these, whether it's a class like Black Rose or something, you know, like uh, Modern Witch, you create these things and they just come to life. They are tulpas in their own way, you know, and mm -hmm. um, you have to love that and respect that and let them become that. So I think the it is a lot of work, but it's really fun to be a steward for that. And it's really cool to see these people who uh, are coming from all these different backgrounds take these these classes apply the stuff to their practices and then like just grow leaps and bounds and then get these stories about like, Oh, I, 
you know, was in my dead end job for all these years and I hated my wife and blah, 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 and we started doing this class and I did my shadow work and I started looking at this stuff and now I'm in my better job and I mean, my wife are in a better place. And blah, blah, blah. And it's like, holy crap, this is what witchcraft can do for you. Everyone should do witchcraft. You know, <laughs> and so, yeah, so it's, it's really cool, but just letting it become what it needs to become, I think is, you know, as stewards of the spirit world, I think witnessing that is, is above anything else, the, the coolest part of all of it. That is absolutely amazing to to hear that you guys are able to create something to continue on, not just with your books. I mean, obviously, y'all's books are just fantastic. I can't even emphasize to the audience enough. Go buy these people's books. Go buy Storms. Go buy Devin's. Go buy Matt's. Go buy everybody's. Go. Just go to Amazon right now and start (laughs) loading them in your cart, please. They're fantastic. And it's so cool to see that you guys are creating something that is not only just didn't just come become a thing that you guys created and it gave you know breath and life to it but you're also giving breath and life to other humans out there and changing their lives through these courses it's phenomenally cool oh um, no. no thank you uh it's it's you know we don't do it we're really just doing it because we feel that you know again there's this discussion that's happening and we are the current you know stewards of that discussion and just getting to see people find out that witchcraft and occultism can be applicable and it doesn't have to be this thing that's just all in your head and it's, you know, um, and it can change your life. And and just seeing that, you know, it's just like those moments where you get to go into a house and there really is activity and you really do get to investigate something and you really, you know, and it, you get to have those moments of like, this is why I'm here. Yeah. This is why I keep coming back. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's, yeah, that's why we do it. That's why we do the classes. That's why we do, you know, all these little uh, side things that we've got going on. It's just, it's for the, it's, it's cause it's, you know, it's, it's our drug, you know, it totally mm-hmm. is. That's it's it. that rush. It's a drug. It absolutely, you guys know what it's like. <laughs> we yes, do. That's we it. Do. That's it. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the the whole reason why we keep coming back week, week after week and investigating these wonderful cases and doing all the cool stuff that we get to do. But going back to your books, though, I'm still working my way through your witch's book of series. I'm still in the first one, but they are phenomenal. And could you tell our listeners who are not familiar with your books about them? Yeah. So the uh, so we're calling it the Witch Power series, witch power. Um, and okay. that's nobody's fault, but but mine and Llewellyn's. Um, that, that, that isn't more of a, like a thing in the books, but the, um, it wasn't intended to be a series. It was, it was really, um, I had gone to them, um, where actually we, when we were started having the discussion about me writing for them, um, I had come to them and said, well, I could do these and, and, you know, these, these book ideas. And actually the, the book that I wanted to do the most was the most recent one that came out, which is modern, Witch spells, recipes and workings. And, um, you know, I had this idea that everything was going to be pictorial, and I ha- I just really had, you know, this idea of what I wanted to write. And Llewellyn was very, um, you know, I was already pushing it because they, you know, they had come to me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to be, like, too, you know, too hard to get or whatever. Um, it was it was this shock. I'd always wanted to write. Um, and I knew I had this weird thing when I was a kid. I was, I can't, I think it was, like, 13 or 14, and I had this weird dream that I was told I was going to write books for Llewellyn and there you go. It happened. And so I, I, you know, was trying to follow the, the, the flow here with everything. And Llewellyn was like, well, look, we, you know, this sounds great, but we don't know that you're actually going to be able to sell any of these books. And this is going to be a very expensive book to make because of the full, you know, color and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. why don't, you know, is there something else that you could write about? And at the time I had been teaching this class um, that was like a year and a day kind of study. 
um, and, and just called the People's Witchcraft. And it was a, 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 a Rodian based um, a kind of personal path kind of deal. And I was like, you know, we've been talking a lot about power and the witch power. And um, I, I totally think there's a book there. So I pitched them uh, the Witch's Book of Power. And it was this incredible fun thing to do. And I, and, and it, it was really talking the, the, which the whole series is addressing this, I, this concept that you are a powerful person, like which power aside or your ability to cast spells aside or not, you're a powerful person, but let's include this fact that you are a, you know, a person who's capable of casting magic. What the hell does that mean? And how do you actually better your life? Like that's, that's what I'm interested in. Cause you know, I, I come from podunk Appalachia, like, like everybody, like, I'm not exaggerating exaggerating when I say that 50% of my graduating class either died or is in jail for math, you know, related like, stuff. Wow. <laughs> like it's a bit, it was, we were like, I was, I was very told, especially being the obviously, you know, gay guy that I wasn't going to go anywhere, um, that there was nowhere for me. You know, there was, there's, there was no out. Um, and I knew that I didn't want to do math. I knew that I didn't want to, um be this really i was a poor you know we were poor we were very poor um growing up in brown county ohio and i didn't want that for my life and it you know and it was just because it was so much struggle all the time and mm-hmm. i had spirits saying well you can fix that and so i'm like well we can can we and so that's really witchcraft for me you know i got my answers because i was studying in the occult about why was that you know what my psychic experiences were but really witchcraft was this tool that i used a, to, you know, stay safe in a very unsafe environment, uh, you know, being a gay guy in rural Ohio with all these meth crazy addicts running around very violently. Guys were getting uh, strung up in chains and drugged down and drive, like horrible <gasps> things were happening. And Holy I, you know, crap. and I survived. How did I survive? Witchcraft, witchcraft. That's how I survived. And so, <laughs> you know, and I got out of that situation using witchcraft, you know, at doing spells and workings and rituals and things to help open roads and close roads. And, you know, do, I applied those things. I was a bartender and I was a stripper for a while. And I used all of that, you know, come get it oil and all of the stuff. I did <laughs> the magic. I did the stuff to get out of the situation. And so I knew it was possible. And in the process of all that, I got healed. You know, there were some, I, mm-hmm. there were some big things that went down. Um, you know, when I, when you're in that place where you're just worried about survival and you're not worried about thriving, um, mm-hmm. you do dumb things and you, and you end up, um, just, you know, just to toe the line. And I ended up, um, in a really bad situation was sexually assaulted and it totally, the, you know, the cops didn't listen to me cause I was a dude. And it was like this really horrible, horrible experience. And I was fucking pissed and I hated my life and I hated everything that it was about it. And I just wanted to be somebody else. And, and it was really the craft that said, well, you can be somebody else, but you got to do that by growing. You have to do that by, you know, really looking at what's going on and, and taking responsibility for your life in this moment. What are you going to do? And, and that was like, that was my, you know, divine goddess came to me and said, well, I'm not going to save you, but I'll show you how to save yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hear, here I am. Like, all right, let's do it. Let's go. And so I, you know, for me, all of this has just been this test in what power is. Um, and, you know, I, and something I write about in the series is that, you know, when I really first started this whole process out, power had a very different definition than what it ended up ultimately being. And, mm-hmm. and I'm really happy about that. And I walk, you know, hopefully I do a good job at walking people through that process because, you know, growing up in a Christianized environment, power is something that we're not supposed to have. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. we're told this all the time. And if you're a female or if you are a female identified, 
you automatically know that you know your power is, is disproportionately you know taken away from you. If you have, I don't know, a different skin tone, you know, there's all of these things that society you know is going to strip power away. All right, so you're a witch. Let's fucking do something about it. And that's really what the witch power series is. And the, it, it is progressing because the, the first one is really it's it's very um, and I, it, it's kind of cool because I look back on it now. And it unintentionally became, um, you know, I, I was, I've been blessed to do some of the traditional witchcraft studying and different uh, traditions and, and get a third degree in a couple of different traditions. And, and it really, the series does follow what would be a, a three-year or three to four-year study if you were to go from being a, like a novice um, all the way up to being a high priest. If you were to take like a traditional kind of study course, it strips a lot of the religious crap out of it, but the the mechanics are all there. So the first book is very our world. It's very middle world. It's very like looking at you and your components and what makes you powerful and what, what likely is going to strip your power away from you. And how do you avoid that? And um, as a witch, what can we do with that? What, what energies do we work with? What things do we pull in? And then the second book, which is the witch. So the first book is Witch's Book of Power. And then the Witch's Book of Spirits is the second book. And then that dives into what I refer to as the familiar craft. And this is where you really get to see my, um, my mediumship and my, my psychic work spill over way more, I think, than in the other books. Um, and that was, I really wrote for two, with two things in mind. I wanted the person who was like me, who is, you know, obviously psychic and, and obviously um an occultist and is being pulled into situations that are uncomfortable as a you know in the spirit when it comes to spirits um i've been in some really weird things especially as a demonologist and things like that and really weird situations and um i wanted to give witches control because we talk about power and we talk about the spirit world there's some really great partnerships that we tend to talk a lot about the partnerships but we don't always talk about the dynamics of power with the spirit world. And if you're somebody who you know goes into the field and you're doing any level of investigation or um, you know, you're called upon your friends and family to come and take care of those things, then really knowing how to take control is mm-hmm. important, right? Like those are things that I didn't, I had to figure out how to do on my own because I, after getting bit a couple of times, you know, so it, it, that's was the goal. And, and with, you know, partly, and then the other part was that I, um, I had been working and developing uh, systems of magic with the spirit world, um, specifically working with my familiar spirit um, named Moloch. And so I wanted mm-hmm. to be able to put that into the book. And that is actually where we get more Nephilim. So there's this whole trippy thing with Nephilim <laughs> and, and the Witch's Book of Spirits. Um, and the actual, the last part of the Witch's Book of Spirits was intended to be its own book because um, it's a pretty thick chunk of stuff in the back. So that was intended to be its own grimoire off to the side, but it fit really perfectly in with the Witch's Book of Spirits. And then the final book is the Witch's Book of Mysteries, and that just came out last year, last spring. Uh, well, no, I guess it's been a little, it was last fall, well, two falls ago. I'm so confused with the pandemic. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> it's but, yeah, two falls ago. Um, and that is more of, so, you know, we, we, go, we went underworld with the spirits, and then we go with mysteries, we go very upper world. And so that gets into... Mm-hmm. More of a ceremonial magic kind of approach to witchcraft without a lot of the pomp and circumstance. I did my best to try to take a lot of that out um, when it wasn't needed necessarily. Um, and and it all, yeah, so, and it all kind of fits in. And by the time you're done with it, the idea, the concept with it, you know, again, it wasn't intended to be a series originally. And then by the time I started, I was halfway through Witch's Book of Spirits. 
I knew, okay, this is definitely a series and I need to treat it like one. And so going into the Witch's Book of Mysteries, I knew that it was a series and I knew that I got to end the series. And so um, it, it goes to some really trivia. We go to the void, like we go to these weird places that we talk about in, in occultism, but we don't really know how to access them necessarily. Um, and so we do that. And then I get to talk about some of the shit that I'm really into because I'm super nerd and I work with the spirits of space and time and um all of these other things and so it was cool to be able to write about that and put that into a ceremonial magic context it was really cool um so that's what the witch is the uh, the witch power series is all about it's it's about taking you from um being the person you're maybe not happy with or maybe you want to you know you could be more you could do more and taking you to that place, taking you to that ultimate place for you and what that is as an occultist, as a witch. I love that wow. so much. <laughs> uh, I Yeah, I need to get cracking on that series because I'm personally so sold right now. I'm just speaking for the audience out there. That that sounds yeah, like, sign I, me I up. I have the books. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> I'll buy them again in hard copy. I have them on Kindle and the audiobook. I'm going to go buy them in hard copy now. Good Lord. I wow. Didn't, I didn't want to be rude, but like half yeah. of me was reaching for the phone to like get the shopping cart going but i'm like you could do it after kyle focus gosh no and and i'm, I'm really lucky the um the now it's on audible so at least the first two books are we're gonna get the third yes. one up very soon so that's really cool and that's really neat for me because i get to hear my meditations and my trance work read to me by a professional mm -hmm. and it's like the neatest thing ever so that's really really cool so yeah so please do check out my books i, I it, they they were this really fun thing to birth, and um, <laughs> I'm so on. And it's really like some of the weird shit with it. I will say. So if you're into, if you're like, how how legitimate is this? I will tell you that I um, I found out last year that there is a guy who started a church based off of the the spirits that I write about in the Witch's Book of Spirits, like the ones that I channeled uh, the 33 spirits, the Nephilim in the back of the book. There is actually a guy. Who I have never talked to. I have no idea. He he named his church the Church of the Vex Nakari. They are they. This is like he gets together with this group of druids. They do this whole thing. Like it is a trip, wow. and it's there. Wow. So these spirits, yeah, no, they're legit. Like this was some hardcore. Like this was my. I was very proud as an occultist. Let's be honest. I was very proud to like have this really this, these really intense ritual downloads and and put it together. And um, it was just amazing. But yeah, so to, like that's the kind of stuff that these books are doing. And you know, that's why I say like, you put something out there and you just like, what do you want to become? What do you, what are you going to become? And watching mm -hmm. these, these, these books become what they want to become is like a freaking trip. It's so amazing to me. But yeah, there's some guy with a cult that is like based off of my books and I have no idea. I've never met him, but it's cool. I, I mean, I, hopefully it's cool. Cause hopefully they aren't doing anything weird, you know, or too weird, <laughs> yeah. but you know, but yeah, but it's neat. So there's some, it's neat. There's, there's, there's all these books have, there's some real magic in there. There's some real spirits and there's some, there's some stuff that I, I really hope more people discover. Phenomenal. And I do have to say that, you know, go, working my way through your book, at least your first book, and I own all three of them, but I'm, like I said, I'm going to buy them in hard copy because apparently <laughs> I need to now. Um, but, you know, working through them, especially I, I, I got them after the witch's Sabbath in 2020. And I started uh the first one literally like January 2nd. So <laughs> just like very, very quickly, I've started that. And it's one of those things that working through it, it's really become a wonderful work that has so much more meaning after being in a pandemic and all that, because I really do feel like right now as a culture, we feel very lost and very powerless. And so working through this, it's like, 
oh, that's what that had lost. Okay, I couldn't figure out if it was my keys or what, but now I know what it is. It was my power. There it is. And the book is definitely a work of art in that kind of regard of helping you figure out what you need to work through to find that again. Thank you. Yeah. I also would really recommend, uh, a friend of mine has a book, his name is Durgadas Alandriel, and he has a book called mm-hmm. The Little Work. And okay. it is, so he has the back, he's a, a OTO kind of style background, um, but he's also a uh, therapist in real life. And so he takes shadow work to what honestly has to be one of the healthiest and best like approaches I've ever seen. And a lot of the times when we start talking about power and our concepts of power, we end up doing shadow work. And what mm-hmm. I'm finding myself doing is recommending his book a lot. And so when people are coming up to me and saying, oh, I did this, you know, these auditing exercises that you talk about in your book, and I'm finding that I have a lot more issues there than I thought I did. What should I do? I'm saying, go pick up this guy's book because he's mm-hmm. going to help you. Know, it's going to help you through that process. So if you're like, re- if you're an occultist, one of the things I often am, am, am kind of reluctant to talk about, but I think we need to talk about more is that we're not really as a culture equipped to deal with certain things like as a as a as a the occult world like if you're if your mom dies like there really isn't like a a support group for that like there's not like you know ways and approaches of like just helping you get through the shitty times Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and so when i see those people who are doing that stuff that are just like you know they're occultists and they're practitioners like really hardcore practitioners and they're trying to help people survive like just life like that's the shit that i i want to talk about more and i want to like promote more and so i just want to put that out there durgadas Duriel's book the little work it's been really great it's been a big help for me in my personal work and i think mm-hmm. that if you if you're into what i write about you'll be really into what he writes about I, I'm going to add it to my list as soon as we get done here. Um, you know, of course, I don't have 20,000 other books to read, but I am so excited to read a personal recommendation from you, especially from that. But speaking of your other book, your most recent one, uh, Modern Witch Spells, Recipes, and Workings. This is a really cool book that has all these wonderful spells and workings and recipes. Do you have a specific one that might be your favorite out of that book? You know, I, this is another one that I was supposed to be prepared for. And um, (laughs) I, I, I don't, it, you know, I, it's so that book was the hardest to create out of, out of all of them. And it wasn't, I mean, obviously there's photos and there's, you know, just the amount of work that went into it was, was really intense. And so when I, when I was writing it, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just a spell book. Like I wanted it to be something where, people could get i you know uh, the basic concept so we go into the five main kind of popular uh things that people tend to come to witches for and witches mm-hmm. themselves obviously too but but like when i was running a magic shop all the time these are the things that like people were coming to me all the time for and so it's like love money protection divination like psychic development that kind of stuff um, uh, prosperity, you know, so we're looking at these, these different concepts that people are just kind of their magical pivot points and, and a lot of different spell types and a lot of different, um, methodologies hinge around these different types of spells, like a sweetening spell. Like, well, what is that? And what kind of different ways mm-hmm. can you use a sweetening spell? So when I wrote the book, I wanted to be like, well, here are these spells you can use, but here are ways to alter, like to change them. So you can make them very specific to you. So instead of just a love oil, well, here's how to make, you know, the, this basic love oil that'll work for everything, all purpose love oil. But then here's, if you're a queer person, 
here's a, here's an oil that's more for you. And if you're a, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you need, let's say for, like your protection oil, if you need protection from, um, you know, sexual assault, well, then here's the secret. So I try to be really different in just kind of the approach to it and really think about like, well, when people are actually coming in and they're asking for things, what are they asking for? And, and, and chances are other people also, you know, are coming from that same point. So it's more of a formulary. Um, and I tried my very darndest to, to break in, but it's all photos and things like that. So honestly, the whole thing for me is a spell. So if you, I don't have a favorite component because the whole thing is a spell. I would say that probably the funnest, uh, that I, like thing that I had doing was, um, going, I got to go up to, I live very close to Mount Diablo here in California. Mm -hmm. And um, so I go to the Devil's Mountain and I do magic and I got to go to the cave um, that I go and I will go and do my own ceremony work into and, and take pictures from the cave. And that was really cool because I felt like I as I was taking those photos um, near this abandoned mine that the spirits were there with me and I got to have like that was the the most kind of personally like. I don't know, tuned in and it was during that, that photo shoot was really cool. So I would say like taking some of the photos, I think I had about like, um, you know, yeah. Yeah. So that would be like, I only have a favorite spell, but I have a favorite, like. Moment. Favorite set of photos. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> that is so amazing. I can't wait to also pick up that one. That one is on t- my to buy list. I just haven't gotten there yet. So. Oh my gosh. We've loaded yes, Megan's do, card up do. so much. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like literally I'm like, okay, well I guess I'm just going to go buy his entire like bibliography. Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we bring well, that was a really hard one. Yeah. Well, the, and it, they, yeah. Thanks for the exposure. Yeah. No, it's uh, that was a hard one. Cause we, mm-hmm. we were banking on it being in stores and people being it. And because oh. it's, it's all photos and it's all colorful right. and it's all this, there's a lot going on with it. So we, we actually were banking on them picking it up and just buying it once they saw it. And, but then literally it came out and a week later COVID hit. And so it was, it, we were late getting it printed. There was a lot of things that kept me from me being able to get into the people's hands for blurbs. Like it was a lot of blockage with this book. And then when it finally did come out, we had COVID hit. And so nobody really saw it. Um, I, I did sneak out to Barnes and Noble. I know it's at Barnes and Noble. And so I know that like some of the bigger places have it, but it, which it doesn't always happen with your books. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, that, that was kind of a little bit of a devastation because the, the, the intent was that once people saw it, they would be, you know, they, no question about it. If you were a witchcraft book collector, you'd want this book. That's kind of the way I designed it. And, um, and it just didn't. So, you know, cause nobody could go shopping. You know, nobody was out there. So it's, it's, it, it's been a hard one with this one. And so anybody, please go check out my latest book. It is really fucking cool. <laughs> and there's a lot of work that went into it. Um, and, and I, yes, please, please, please check it out. Um, and we'll be doing giveaways and things like that too. So if you, if you do happen to follow Modern Witch uh, and or me on social medias, then you can you just, you'll get one. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I love it. Also, everyone, the cover is absolutely beautiful. It's like yeah. before I even knew who you were, I actually had seen the book and I was like, oh, wow, that's really pretty. I have no idea what this is about, but I'll check it out later and put it on my wish list. Never looked at it again. Went to the Witch's Sabbath. And I'm like, oh, it's that guy. Okay. And then I knew who you were. So I knew of your book before I knew of you. So it was wonderful to actually uh, put the two together. And the cover is absolutely beautiful. Like it's a coffee table book. Like really, it looks yeah. like a coffee table book. So. Yeah, it, there's I, there's some really yeah, cool art. I'm talking over you. I mean, talk there's there's some really cool artists um, out there. There's a woman named Titania who's who's like 
the UK's witch or like London's official witch um, mm-hmm. or something like that. She was really cool. She was really popular in the 90s um, and the early 2000s. She had to play her own teacup set that you can sometimes see in bookstores and her own crystal ball set. She's really cool. She has a book called Enchanted. And if you ever get a chance, it's out of print now, but if you're ever at like half price books or, mm-hmm. you know, one of the uh, every cycle bookstore, if you see this, grab it. It is one of the coolest witchcraft books ever written. And I want to say it came out in 96 or 98, but it's called Enchanted. And you'll okay. know it because it is this soft, it, um, it's like a soft pastel blue cover that is like a velvet. And you can, you know, it, it's, it's just very soft and it has in, embossed Enchanted. But if you go into it and you open it up, it's, it's hardback and it's all full of colored photos. And they're not all like specifically related to the spells. Um, a lot of it's, there's a lot of artistic license, but that was really the inspiration for this book that I just did. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I got a copy of it and I have held onto this copy like it was my child for years just because it was so beautiful. <laughs> And I'd never seen anything like it. And and so if you ever get a chance to, folks, grab it. It is it is worth, you know, the half price book cover, I promise. That is Enchanted amazing. by Titania. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting I'm looking it up now. I'm looking it up now. <laughs> this is wonderful. Devin, I, I I have it on here to ask you about a book recommendation. We always like to ask our, our guests uh, as they're on their way out the door, what they might recommend to someone that's newer to the field if they're just looking to explore the occult, whatever it might be in, in our realm of weird. You've recommended so many today, but I still, I got to give it, I got to give you the question right back. If you have another that you want to promote, something from your own work, uh, a friend's work, whatever it might be, what would be another book? Give us one more that people should go check out. Oh, that's hard. I, you know, always, of course, check out Matt Oren's book, Psychic Witch. Um, yes. I got to write the forward to that, and he's done a really good job with that. Um, and but I'll also say there's a there's an author who is little known, but should be way more known. His name is Lloyd Auerbach, and I think your audience might really actually like him. He's um, he writes about the paranormal. He ran JFK University's paranormal department. He was one of one of two colleges in the U.S. that actually had a paranormal studies department for a couple of years. And he ran uh, JFK universities out here in California. I've gotten the chance to take a couple classes with him. And he totally changed the way that I, as a medium, approach field work. And so just taking his class classes were really trippy. He still teaches online. So you can, if you're interested in taking online classes, he's the guy to do it. But for a long time, when you would watch paranormal shows and there was like this bald guy who was doing all of the answers and they would always be the guy who they were interviewing. It was Lloyd. And so once you see him, you'll totally go, Oh yeah, it's that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, so Lloyd Auerbach, he has a bunch of books out. He just came on. He's a, he's not with Lowell and so now he's got a couple of books out with them, but he has some really, really great stuff. So if you're looking for like field procedural stuff that isn't boring, check him out. If you're looking for case studies that are really well vetted, check him out, especially when it comes to psychic phenomenon, he's got some of the best stuff. And if you ever take a class with him, he, he's the only teacher I've ever taken a class from who gives you like reams and reams and reams of case studies that are like from universities and, and just trippy, trippy, cool stuff you'd never get otherwise. So Lloyd Auerbach, check that guy out. I, I, when I, as I'm listening to your podcast, I often think he's somebody who, you know, I, yeah, yeah, I think he would like your stuff and I think you would like his stuff. Aww. So check out Lloyd Auerbach. This is yeah. why we ask that question <laughs> because I mean, otherwise we wouldn't always get introduced to such cool people. So mm-hmm. Lloyd, you are on our radar. If you're out there, <laughs> I, I have I you pulled up. Just add this book. 
books to the list. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Devin, this has been phenomenal. I mean, you truly just made our day up and down with with just your entire presence. You flattered us right off the bat. And hearing your answers to these has just been so enlightening. I cannot wait for the audience to hear this episode because I, I just hope they're, I know they're going to be as jazzed as we are. So you, sir, you're welcome here anytime. Uh, we will come up with some cool projects in the future because... Just good vibes all around. Yeah, no, totally, absolutely. Yeah, no. And anytime you want to talk about weird shit, let me know. And I do. I just started Modern Witch After Dark oh. on Instagram, oh. which is really just my excuse to basically do what you guys are doing: we sit down and talk about weird shit, UFOs, yes. and and demons, and just you know all of the interesting paranormal things that come up. And so, um, if you ever want to come on, please come on. I'd love to have you over. And um, oh. yeah, all of the Deal. Modern Witch goodness, we got plenty of space. Deal, deal, deal. You have deal. to be over there. <laughs> we awesome. are there. Awesome. For awesome. everyone out listening, check out the show notes in the description here. It is going to have plenty of links of where you can find Devin mm-hmm. and all things. Uh, Devin, you're on Twitter. You're on Instagram. Where, where else should people go to find you? Anything you want to call out in particular? I think those are my two hubs. I really like Boom. Twitter and Instagram. I'm a little on TikTok, but it's, sometimes it's annoying, <laughs> so I kind of avoid it. And Facebook is the devil. So I, yeah. I really don't get on Facebook too much these days, but I'm but definitely on Twitter. I'm a Twitterholic. So if you want to, if you want to check that out there and then you get like the lighter, mostly just whatever I'm promoting. If you check out Instagram. Oh my goodness. Do it. Everyone whip open those phones, click on all the links. Devin will let you go recuperate, rest up, feel better. Thank you so much for your time. Everyone out there. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.